Welcome to the Social Impactors Podcast. This podcast is all about impact. We work to highlight impactful individuals making positive social change in their communities. From coaches, authors, entrepreneurs, influencers, we tap into the minds of some of the most impactful people around the world to find out how they have built a life of creating impact. Now listen in and be ready to go on a journey of enlightenment, motivation, and awe. Social impact everywhere. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Social Impactors podcast, a podcast where we highlight people making positive social change in their communities. And today we have Yvonne and uh, a local uh, Ontarian actually from Canada and uh, doing beautiful work in, in what I consider the social impact space, but I'll let you discuss it a little bit more. But uh, I first wanna say thank you for being on the show. And I'd love for you just to say you know, a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you believe you're a social impactor. Thank you so much. Well, I'm thrilled to be here, Avery. I really appreciate this opportunity. I didn't always think I was a social impactor, but I was a nurse for 27 years. I worked in 10 different hospitals in every department from eMERGE, obstetrics, uh, to chemotherapy, palliative care, and hospice. And uh, 27 years is a lot. And, you know, I sort of, I, there was just something that I, I felt like I couldn't put my finger on it, but we, there was something we weren't addressing. And what I realized, uh, it was certainly death and dying, but even just grief as it shows up throughout life. So I started to become more and more anxious in my own career as, you know, grief happens in your life and in, in uh, trying to help others navigate through grief. So I kind of said to people, are we well prepared personally and professionally for grief? Hmm. And everyone sort of said, oh God, no, we're horrible at <laughs> it. And I said, well, then who's teaching community, right? Who's teaching children? Who's teaching teens and seniors and everyone? And everyone said, I have no idea, you know, kind of do your job. I don't know. Who has the answer to that? Yeah. And so. I just became, I, I could no longer hide or no longer stop that voice inside. And I, there was a pop-up right here on Facebook, as many of us, you know, change our entire lives, a pop-up on Facebook that said, how to write a best-selling book. And I, I kind of looked at my husband like, oh my God, honey, that's it. I'm going to leave my 27-year nursing career and write a book. <laughs> Isn't that great? Which kind of made him panic a little, but it, it was like, passion kidnapped me and uh and then one thing happened where i sent out an email and i said to people you know we don't know how to live life to the fullest we don't know how to grieve we don't plan for end of life i want to hear stories i don't want surveys and statistics i want people's real true raw gritty wonderful hard stories of living life well and facing the challenges and getting through to the other side Will anyone share their stories? <laughs> well, Avery, guess what? <laughs> Four years later, the stories haven't stopped coming. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna reach over here in, um, I actually ended up writing my book. Yeah. Uh, Love Your Life to Death. Amazing. And I, I am privileged and honored to share people's stories ages 11 to 101. And it, they changed my life and uh, I wrote my book in 18 months and the feedback from it has been that it is life changing because we're talking about this stuff, right? And, and here's the question, like where do we talk about grief before grief arrives? 
Hmm. Right? Even yeah. the grief of life, like divorce, diagnosis, job loss, mental health issues, failing a grade, getting dumped. Hmm. It's all it's all grief. But we kind of wait till we're in crisis and then we try to navigate through. So, so with my book um, and all the feedback, and then I started speaking about it, which has been another phenomenal, pleasant surprise for me in my 50s, um, sharing my message everywhere. I, I, from the 27 years of nursing and interviewing all these people, I came up with seven takeaways that I believe are great principles for living, living life to the fullest, learning to grieve and support others. And yes, having the talk about end of life long before it arrives and diffusing the fear. So that was like the first big part of my journey. So there's a very long answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great answer. And I, it, you know, it's, it's, it's motivating to see that, you know, at, at 27 years after nursing, you're doing stuff and I can tell there's a, there's a brightness in your eye. So it's nice yeah. to see that, that it brings life. And, and the one thing that I noticed that I've noticed in lots of spheres and what we do in, I'll call it Western society because that's really what I know at this yes, point. Yeah. But it's it's very reactive rather than proactive, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's beginning to change, but we we are always reacting to things rather than being proactive. And grief is one of those things, right? If we were proactive about it, like you're saying, we would have a, a solution or even a mitigation of it beforehand, rather than it comes and then what do I do? Yeah. Oh, you just froze. <laughs> I don't think I froze, so I'll keep talking. Oh, yeah, you're no, back. We're all good. We're all good. Yeah. <laughs> no, just keep going. I'll edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So, so you you are so wise to understand that because there's so many things in our life that we you know we talk about prevention like health and you know um, cardiac stuff and and not you know becoming overweight and like we practice prevention, but the hardest part of life, which is grief, in life, grief, end of life, all of it. It's like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I said, well, yeah, I, I get that you don't want to talk about it, but here's the hard truth is that grief is a part of this journey, right? Yeah. It's a part of living and loving, but the truth and the, the good part is, is that although it is something that we will, we will face, our hearts can heal <laughs> if we learn to take better care of ourselves and each other. And, you know, people say to me, well, my life will never be the same. I said, absolutely you're right, mm -hmm. it will be different, but here's the thing, we always have a choice. Mm -hmm. And again, people get upset when I say that, what do you mean I didn't have a choice about this? I said, you're right, you don't, but we don't always have the choice we wish we had. Oh. Right? See, those are wise words, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Huh. We don't always have the choice we, we wish we had. You know, a loved one dying, no one would choose that. Mm. But what we do with that, is eventually our choice, you know, because how how we can best honor people that have died that we've loved or or a traumatic event that we've been through. I've met hundreds of people who have taken those hard things that they've been through and created something positive from it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's a hard choice. I think, wow, that's incredible. But at least then, you know, it's it really helps you along your path of healing yeah yeah mm. huh. 
I'm wise, yeah, right? I gotta think about that one a little bit, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's jump into uh, the first official question then, because I'm I'm very interested in you know Yvonne, you. I'm I'm interested in what you do, and and because you've had such a transition from nursing into what you do now, you know, talking about um, in mental health and talking about you know end of life and these things. How are you making a positive impact in your communities? The greatest thing that I get to do, first of all, um, connecting people and, and giving them a voice, giving them, because what I realized in sending that email and people sharing their stories is that people want to share their stories. Mm. They, they want their stories to be validated and truthfully it's, very, it's healing for them and it's healing for other people who have, of course, been through something similar, right? Every story, somebody connects to every story. So so I give people a voice. I now have, I have my book. I, I do a weekly blog and I often interview someone. I have a radio show and TV. I have a television show. I, it's called Real Life Talks. And you know what? Sometimes they're just great conversations about living well. We had like just wonderful people just grabbing life by the horns and just taking it and sometimes they're hard conversations about homelessness mental health issue you know I, I had one wonderful a transgender woman who talked about how difficult her journey was and we just we've we've talked about palliative care hospice all of it and I said I, I had a police officer on there saying okay you know tell us how to keep our our community safe and and so I get to do that, which is extraordinary. Um, but the greatest thing, and I'm, I'm going to show you my bracelet. <laughs> the greatest thing that I feel that I've brought to the community is teaching people um, one, uh, three words. When you have you ever said the words, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say, this is so uncomfortable, right? Like if someone's grieving or in a crisis, we all have, right? Mm. And I teach people the magic answer when something is awkward uncomfortable you don't know what to do you don't know what to say magic answer just show up hmm. just show up the good news is it is not your job to fix yeah. a situation we don't always need a professional we just need people to lead with their hearts and just show up <laughs> sometimes that means hug, text, email, call, sit silently, say, I don't know what to do or say, but I'm here. Hmm. I'm gonna listen. It, and it's uh, like, we are a compassionate community. People are compassionate. But when we don't know what to do or say, we avoid feeling like we don't qualify. So I'm bringing the message to people that you are human and you qualify because most of the time people just need someone to love them, sit with them through something. So we created the I Just Showed Up movement. Mm. That's the bracelet to remind people and it comes with a little card and it remind it teaches people of all ages. So children, teens, adults of all ages, seniors, how to just show up for themselves and others so they are empowered and resilient when grief arrives. Mm. And it, the, the wonderful thing about it, I feel it, it is just such a community connector because no matter what someone is facing, no matter what the problem, the answer is just show up. Hmm. But show up for yourself first. And that's the first piece, right? Hmm. 
we realize that we are in charge of our own happiness. We are in charge of developing our own coping skills and strategies and create a soft landing for ourselves before grief arrives. Imagine if everybody did that. <laughs> and imagine if they understood that, oh, you know what? When Joe gets, sorry, I would say Joe. Sorry, Joe's out there. <laughs> when, when Joe got dumped or his wife died or his son went to jail or his dog died and, and he, you know, he, he comes back to work and everyone's so uncomfortable. It's like, oh God, there's Joe. He just went through this really hard thing. Right, we, we need to just show up. Joe, we're here. Here's your, here's your favorite coffee. If you need a break, Joe, I've got your back. I will fill in for you. If Joe falls apart five years later and has a grief attack and, oh, Joe, I see you're having a hard time. Let's take 15, I got you. Imagine. <laughs> so, so that is what I'm doing for communities. I'm letting them know that it's okay, allow your humanness, acknowledge and allow all feelings, and that's what heals people. Ha. <laughs> huh. I like that. The, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm humping <laughs> is because uh, sometimes it's really just osmosis, right? And, and that when you say just show up, yeah, it really is just showing up. I yeah. found sometimes when I'm the lowest, um, it's just nice to have someone there. It doesn't even have to be talking or sometimes it's just uh, a little bit of a, a speaking board, right? You, you just need someone to, to listen to you and it really is just osmosis. Just being there with another human lowers the stress, lowers the... Um, you know, lowers that feeling and makes it a little bit isolation. Yeah. Right. The isolation. So here's a really big aha moment I had. So Pallium Canada has validated my message. Pallium Canada is the organization that would let, wants to see every Canadian have great or palliative care available to them. Okay. Mm. So in a presentation, they said, because I always say, so my seven takeaways, takeaway number two, which anyone, if they if they follow me, I get, I give them, I send them a sheet on how to just show up and the takeaways on living well. But the take, takeaway number two is it takes a village to support the ill, the caregiver, the dying, the bereaved, and each other. <laughs> and Pallium Canada in their video states that we only need professionals 10% of the time. Yeah. Think about that, right? And people think, oh my gosh, you know, like, oh, so-and-so's chronically ill or their son's going through all of this stuff with addiction or whatever. We need the professionals. Yes, we do. A portion of the time. Mm -hmm. A part of the time. The rest of the time we need our neighbors, our friends, our family, our coworkers to just show up for us. Kind of big, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It always takes a community, and yes. what I like about community is um, com there. There's community, and then there's the business side of it. And so I want to let's delve into the business side a little bit because mm -hmm. I want to see your opinion on this. There, there's there's lots of um, uh, diverse ways of saying this. Lots of different responses and different answers. But yeah, do you believe social impact is an important part of business? Mm hmm. I believe that social impact is a part, uh, is an important part of every single day, of every single hour, personally and professionally, because you know, social impact doesn't have to be like this great big grand gesture that's over here with charts and diagrams and everything. Social impact also happens in every single interaction, in every positive that you feel or negative in in your teaching by example in your advocating for someone who is not being treated well right in in 
being inclusive. So business has tremendous opportunity to to create social impact in every interaction. And and so it's all of those small acts of kindness or fueling the positive mm -hmm. that we create big social change. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's not only important, I believe it's imperative. So, you know, I don't I don't want to be when I'm at home and I've got my social impactor hat on and then I go to my job and I'm, you know, rah, 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 just yelling at everyone. Yeah. I want I think it's so critical to carry that through. And you know, there's so many people in in court in the corporate world suffer also in silos of silence and isolation because they're supposed to put on these professional hats and you know I'm not human and yeah. I can wait for that and I think we need to bring that in right across our life every day we're human social impact is again important 24 7 it doesn't have to be exhausting it actually fuels you yeah. try to teach people say you have no idea how External, like I'm a do-gooder. I said I don't even know if it's because I'm a good person. I it's because it makes me feel so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes you feel so good. So imagine bringing that into the business world everywhere. Have you always thought it was imperative? I think I did not in in the sense of social impact. Like I didn't have that title, but you know, when I was a nurse, I always. Do you know who Patch Adams is? Patch Adams is this no. wonderful. So he's an incredible doctor who, who, who brought joy to people in life, grief and end of life. And he dressed in silly ways and everything. And I always was, if I could make someone laugh or smile on their hardest day, on the hardest day of their life, or, you know, love them through it. Uh, I just felt like I was doing something wonderful. Mm in that small gesture and to me really there is a lot of social impact in that because then that person will leave and carry on and say you know i just had a really hard time but that nurse hugged me and cried with me mm -hmm. and maybe they'll do that with the next person mm -hmm. so i i think i've always sort of done it just didn't really realize it yeah yeah huh not perfect that's for sure i've had some not <laughs> but you know i i believe i'm always trying yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah <laughs> absolutely so with everything you've done then just just you know encompassing you know a life of building social impact maybe not even knowing it what's your advice for others to begin making a positive social impact or just general impact in their communities yes and i love that question because and again i think one of the most important things is that we, it doesn't have to be great big grand gestures that you know you have to get a grant for a million dollars it's just a matter of stepping back and knowing that you can make a difference we are all change makers mm. we are all social impactors we are we all have the potential to create something wonderful and you know if, if somebody has this passion inside of them that says you know I just want to be the greatest dog walker there is and, and show people how being kind to animals and, and bring them to go visit people at the hospitals, then take a step in that direction. And I, the big thing also is that when you are doing these things, if you have something inside that you're passionate about, mm. you're passionate about your garden. <laughs> I mean, a garden can create so much joy for so many people. You bring those flowers to the lonely, you know, or to lonely people. Like, 
social impact can be in every every part of life so find people that will support you in whatever whatever changes and whatever positive impact you want to make even if some people are like really don't you like go to school and be you know a lawyer like what do you mean you want to be a gardener every everything is so important when you when you listen to you know your own inner calling or heart or passion yeah you can create positive impact and we need we need people to be doing all kinds of different things and so if something is calling you find people who will support you in that <laughs> when you have the naysayers around you right call Avery call me we'll be like that's awesome whatever you want yeah. to do <laughs> literally anything <laughs> that's awesome fantastic like I had a I had a Lee uh, a friend who was working in the corporate world and she did she said you know what I just want to be a dog walker and I said you would be the best dog walker in the world go do that because here's the the biggest thing is that being the very best version of you which means being your authentic self hmm. is your greatest gift to the world because you will ooze positivity and happiness when you are really being who you were meant to be. That sounds cliche, but it's so true because in my nursing career, as I got more and more anxious, I thought, I, I have to do something different. And now that I am speaking and sharing my message and so all I want to do is have deep, meaningful conversations and like, like what we're this conversation, I am loving this right now. <laughs> like I am so happy. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> and like I would say to people when I started writing my book, don't you just want to write a book and share your message with the world? And they'd be like, No, I don't want to do that at all. I think, oh, well, I do. So I found people that would support me in that, you <laughs> know. And and the biggest message also is learn how to just show up for yourself and learn how to just show up for others the smallest acts of kindness and again being the very best version of you is a wonderful tremendous step in the right direction how's that for an answer <laughs> <laughs> i love it no that was that was incredible uh yvonne i want to thank you for being on the podcast i i, I I was feeling a little bit sick and a little bit under the weather but i don't need more and it's funny though when you have these kind of engaging conversations even yes. like little things you just i just feel better and I love it. yeah and i love what you're doing so uh thank you once again just for being on the show and sharing that message thank you so much and i mean anyone can feel free to connect with me anytime loveyourlifetodeath.com thank you for what you do as well avery this is awesome